Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Hello listeners. Hello, hello. Hello indeed and welcome to episode 10 of season 2 of Reasons to Dump Vu. Wow, we've gone into double digits on season two. I know, who'd have thought it? Who'd have thunk it? Hey, it's incredible, isn't it? Well, it does come after nine, so I had an idea we might get there. We always knew we'd get here, Sinead. We always knew it. Young, funky creatives like us, we knew that when we're not sitting cross-legged listening to like hippie tunes and sniffing joffsticks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Young, middle-aged, maybe. (laughs) Oh, wow. Is that the bit that you didn't like? (laughs) The rest of it I'm fine with. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with the clues, because this one's going to be good. This is your choice. It is my choice. It's always my choice when it's a good week. Okay. What are you talking about? Come on, give me some clues. What are you okay. going to make me watch this week? What I'm going to have to suffer watching this week? Okay, so clue one. Mm-hmm. This film was released in 1995. Obviously, I never go outside <laughs> of the 90s or 80s. 95, good year. I like yeah. it. And went on to take 141 million at the box office. I've got a film in my head. Don't know if it was released in that year, but I'm thinking of something. Okay, I mean, if you guess it off of that one clue, you deserve some sort of award. Oh, I wow. Should I take a guess now then, Go just for in it. case? Jurassic Park. No. Damn. But good show. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah, it was. Clue two. Directed by Michael Bay and produced by Simpson and Bruckheimer. Oh, no. No. <laughs> No, whatever, Would you know? whatever it is, I don't want to watch it. It's tough. <laughs> My week. Is it? No, I don't think that was ni- late as 95. Oh, I've got another guess. Oh, go on then. Is it Bad Boys? Oh my God. Am it I right? It is <laughs> Bad Boys. Unbelievable. How the hell did I get that? I don't know. The third clue was its two leading actors uh, were nominated for Best On Screen Duo at the MTV Awards. Didn't oh. win it. M-G. I so can't believe I go. got that. Yeah, there you go. The classic bad boys. Oh. The thing that vaulted Will Smith to true stardom. Mm-hmm. Great film. Absolutely loved it. I hope I still do. I haven't seen it probably since 1996. It's brilliant. We're going to go and we're going to watch it. Who is it? Will Smith and... Martin... Lawrence? No. Lawrence, correct. Is it? Yes. Okay. That was I've, I've bad, never I seen, really didn't know. I've never seen this film. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Bad boys, Michael bad Bay. boys, what you're going to do? What you gonna, mm. That got nominated for a Grammy. So we... <laughs> well, it's just an award-winning film, isn't it? Award-nominated film. Award-nominated, sorry. Didn't win anything. So we are going to go and watch <laughs> that Apart classic. Apart from your heart. Ah, oh, that's lovely. We're going to go watch Bad Boys. Well, okay, it could be worse. Yeah, You could have chosen be. something Yeah, could have picked like unpalatable. I don't know. Some girly film about waterfalls. Oh, give But no, over. instead we're going to go and watch a world be ridden of the drugs and crime. It's going to be great. Okay. Okay, let's go watch Bad Boys. Yeah, ridden was the wrong word, wasn't it, entirely? 
if you if you rid somewhere of something, yeah. no, 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 it sounded yeah. like I it, got that wrong. It kind of came out weird, but yeah. I understood where you were going with it. I hope the listeners did too. If you've already turned <laughs> off, you won't hear this, but I am apologising. So if the person next to you has turned it off, give them a little tap to apologise now so they can turn it back on. Come back, come back in a, a few seconds, yeah. and we'll have a chat about bad boys. Nice. You <laughs> can hear the excitement in my voice. Oh. Can we not just go watch Fresh Prince instead? Trust me, at the end of this, I'm going to roll across the bonnet of our fiesta with a toy gun in my hand. Oh, no. I'm going to be walking around in a vest all the time. Just a white vest. That's it. Cool. No pants. Oh, yeah, just like Donald Duck. (laughs) Just like Donald Duck. Excellent. Okay, let's go watch Bad Boys and we shall return. We will see you shortly. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Yes, that's right, we have finished watching Bad Boys. I'll be honest, what you're gonna do is you're gonna run, because people were getting killed left, right and centre in this film. Hey, it's all part of it, sister, it's all part of it. I am not moving to Miami anytime soon. Oh no, me neither. Simpson Bruckheimer though. (laughs) Oh, I'd work for them every day. Was it as good as you recall? Absolutely better. Better? Loved it. (laughs) Loved it. It's so good. I mean, it's very wrong, and we'll discuss all the things that are wrong as well as right. Oh, right. You've got a list of things that are wrong. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Whoa. Whoa. It's Whoa. I'm not talking about with the film. I just mean some of the stuff within the film. Oh, right. Okay. But my God, it's great. It's. I enjoyed it. I'll be honest with you. I've never seen it before. Good. Um, I was expecting what I got. If you know what I mean. Damn I was expecting a, a Michael Bay blowing things up, people getting killed. Some might say classic. A classic. Well, I'm sure it is a classic. It is. It, nowadays, it is a classic. So let me give everybody, including the listeners, listener, um, <laughs> the synopsis, the rundown, the lowdown, uh, what it's all about. From Rotten Tomatoes. Go for it. Miami detectives Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett blow a fuse when a hundred million dollars worth of heroin they recently confiscated is heisted from station headquarters. Suspecting it was an inside job, Internal Affairs gives them five days to track down the drugs before they shut down the narcotics division. Action meets fast when Marcus is compelled to masquerade as his partner in order to gain the trust of a call girl, a key witness in their investigation. Well, shall I point out the inaccuracy in that synopsis? That Tia Leone was not a call girl. She was not a call girl, she She was a photographer. Exactly, so So there you go, Rotten Tomatoes, one star. (laughs) I think we should uh, contact Rotten Tomatoes and get them to update that. I think so too. Apart from that, a nice synopsis, I think. Okay. I yeah, enjoyed not it. Bad, not bad. And Thanks. and I immediately want to um talk about the criminals stealing the heroin from the secure unit. Okay. Of the police. I'm happy to start there. Because they went through the ventilation shafts. Yes, they did. And they made some sort of A team style contraption where they were able to zoom themselves back up like they were on some sort of like uh, reverse water waterlog flume thing. If you've ever seen anything Simpson Bruckheimer before, you have to know this is one of their things. Oh, it's It's like a military style gang of bad guys. Always. 
Yeah. Always. We were just missing Sean Connery, really, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were. But, like, something like that. This brings me on to my point, and, okay. and sorry, but it's, it's important. What they do really well. This is a man's film, baby. <laughs> oh, God, this is a man's film. Simpson and Bruckheimer do not mess about. Boobs, Every- boobs and bum. A lot of boobs and bum in this film, I notice. Yeah, but that's that's a minor part. That's a minor part. There are even men's chests out. All we the did time get a topless Will Smith. Ladies. So yeah. Can I just say he clearly shaves his chest since this was done? <laughs> um, so. Let me just give you a little list of all the things you get in a Simpson Bruckheimer movie. Oh, okay, I like that. That make it manly, right? No, but this whatever is, that means. Okay, so if you want to know, ah, ah, here we go, ladies out there listening, you want to take your man to the cinema to watch a film, right? Don't be taking him to like something called the Quiet Waterfall or some <laughs> rubbish like that. Take him to a film that has these parts within it. If you have to do a bit of research and go the day before and watch the film and check, you do it. (laughs) But here we go. It's about time you ladies took a stand and made the effort. Right. Here is a list of things you get in all Simpson Bruckheimer movies that are now sorely missing from films. Bear with me. Number one, gadgets. Two, guns. Three, fast cars. Four, can't read it. (laughs) Five, aerial shots. Six, smoke from street, randomly. Yeah, All yeah. the streets have smoke. Seven, army-like criminals. Eight, computers. Nine, rock music over everything. <laughs> Ten, brow-beating, brow-beaten family man. Yeah. Eleven, man just trying to provide for his family. Twelve, angry captain. Thirteen, heroin, incorrectly called dope. <laughs> 14, mama jokes. you got to have your mama jokes. <laughs> 15, cojones. The word cojones has to be used at least once. 16, sporty, hot, tomboy character. Mm-hmm. You have to have that. 17, renegade cops. 18, hookers. 19, slow-mo shootings. 20, blowing curtains in the wind. Whenever there's a sexy girl, there's lots of white <laughs> curtains blowing around in the wind. Don't know why. 20, Closed bridge. If you don't have a closed bridge that someone drives onto, it ain't a film. 21. Cops shooting into crowds. 22. Oh, yeah. The unkillable bad guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 23. Explosions. Then you have to have a fist fight with people when it's really not necessary. All of those things need to be in it. It's what makes it manly. Oh, and obviously, don't forget... And this is going to make me unpopular, but I don't care, Sinead. Oh, this bit to is going to make you unpopular, not yes. all the, the previous crap. In the film, the men have to resolve the problem. No oh, matter yeah. how <laughs> much the women get in the way. And in this film, we have this. Number one, the woman captain who's trying to shut him down. Like she's going to shut down a whole drugs division in a town like Miami. Oh, good idea. That'll do. Yeah, we'll just let everybody run free with the drugs they've just bought. Mm-hmm. She Next. was sporting a nice Miley Cyrus mullet, though. Yeah, she was, to mm-hmm. be fair to mm-hmm. her. She could sponsor Style. Flora by Gucci. Exactly. <laughs> the next thing you have to have, Francine. Clearly, the the mole on the inside was the woman. Oh, obviously. Women causing problems again. Yeah, the next one, the wife. I mean, the man's a cop. He goes out, he works all day, and all she goes, you don't come home on time. What the hell is that about? The next one, the witness. Will she stay anywhere safely? No, she has to follow him around. And she has to have her legs out all the time. And then finally, yeah, yeah, 
basically, I can't read that one either. (laughs) (laughs) But the men have to resolve the problem. And breathe. (sighs) I think the adrenaline that Michael Bay has pumped into you. This is a reason, ladies, gentlemen, don't take your partners to this film. Do. They will come out like they've had a large McDonald's meal, a big gulp Coke, a packet of Haribo's. You've had way too much sugar from this film. And I tell you something, ladies, you'll get the best night's loving ever. Oh, God. That's right. I mean, if people didn't hate you before, they hate you now. Well, I don't care. Okay. This is a man's film. Do you know something? And look at Die Hard. Pretty much everything's the same. Yeah. Everything. I agree with you. Formula is one of the things I was going to talk about. I'll be honest with you. You've you've actually slightly decreased my enjoyment of this film. Don't be daft. With this 10-minute rampage of excitement. How can you say because that? Because you have just literally pointed out quite a lot of flaws with the movie, not least the representation of the ladies within this film. Oh, yeah. No, it's awful. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot wrong with the film. But this is what a man's film is. <laughs> That's just facts. And can I say, it's another thing. I'm throwing everything out of the head way too early, so it's going to be a very short episode. Did they actually arrest anyone? No one gets arrested. No, they just killed them all. That everybody dies. <laughs> no one gets arrested. I found that quite refreshing. Yeah, but no one. I mean, what's the point of having a police force? They don't arrest a fucking soul. I suppose prison is kept quite cheap that way, but then American prisons make a profit. They're no use to anyone. Yeah, exactly. So what they're doing is actually culling their workforce. Yeah, they're actually harming the economy of the yeah. USA. Come on, Mike and Marcus. Come Th- on, think guys. before you shoot Come next on. time. But yeah, right at the end, I thought, oh, fair play. Javet, or whatever his name is. Javert. The big criminal mastermind. Yeah. I thought, I know I'm using the name from... Um, what's the... Les Miserables. Yeah, Les Mis. But anyway, <laughs> he was like, you know, right at the end, you can't do it. And he left him and he was like, yeah, yeah. He still had to die. I thought, oh my God, they're going to let one live. No. No. No, well, he came back for the final, almost horror-like, you know, reincarnation to be killed again. Unkillable bad guys. You have to have it. It has to be personally killed and in an unreasonable way. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. This film is basically formulaic action comedy nonsense. Yep. But it's not unenjoyable because of that. I think what lifts this film out of its little capsule that it's in yeah. which it is in for me yeah. um, is Will Smith and Martin Lawrence oh a phenomenal pairing and the fact that you've got two strong black men headlining a yep. film in the mid 90s to that extent oh yeah because we didn't like okay we had Eddie Murphy you know starring in you know his own stuff yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and in the 80s and kind of being a big star we had yeah. Beverly Hills Cop coming to America but I don't recall having this sort of platform for black American actors. No, at the time, I think it was pretty unique. I'm sure someone could... I mean, like he mentions Wesley Snipes a few times. Oh, yeah, okay. Wesley was making a name for himself. But even still, to have them both black and both leading was amazing. Yeah, I think think that is... And that is the performance of them and the comedy between the two is is what elevates this above the formula that it quite clearly has. Because let's face it, we've got classic setup of... Heroin stolen, cops yeah. cops need to go and find it. Yeah. We then tie in the fact that it gets incredibly personal yeah. because uh, Will Smith or Mike's friend is killed in 
pursuit of trying to help him yes. figure out who these people are. Very attractive friend, have to say. Very attractive Would friend. Would have rather kept her than Tia Leone. No offence. <laughs> no offence, Tia. Yeah. Um, we then get the identity switch where, as you've said, Marcus and Mike have to pretend to be each other. In oh, or, in the order comedy to, ensues. In order to make sure that uh, Tia Leone goes along with them in their witness yeah. uh, scheme. Well, otherwise she might put a skirt on that comes halfway between her ass and her knees. She looked great, though, to be honest with you. Those outfits were great. And the boots... I mean, Tia, if you've still got them and you don't want them anymore, send them my way. I'll wear those boots all day long. Mental note, if you do go with your man to this, don't come out and talk about the ladies' boots. They looked great. Um, We then, um, yeah, formulaically go kind of through the film. We then get to the fact that Tia Leone is kidnapped. So we've raised the stakes about, you know, into the the third act. We then get the classic... You guys are off the job. Oh, yes. You're You're out of here. (laughs) Everything has to be put on the line. Exactly. But they don't accept that they've been uh, taken off the case. No. They go ahead rogue anyway. Doesn't matter how much that silly woman tells them. See where I'm going? See where I'm going with (laughs) this? I know. They go against it as only a man can. I know, I know. Get down and dirty on the streets. Okay. My score is getting gradually lower every time you point out that the women were portrayed in a certain way. I know, so you but might your anger is getting slightly higher. <laughs> it just makes me smile. Um, so they go rogue, another yep. very 90s oh, God, uh, yeah. trope. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, they I mean, <laughs> they, um, well, it was kind of like that last huge scene. So obviously we get the last huge action scene where everything kind of kicks yeah. off and it all comes to, to, to an end. It was in some ways very A-team, except everybody died. We didn't well, get anyone crawling away from the scene a la A-Team. And, okay. and then we get the oh, final... Oh, you mean where they rammed the building? Where they rammed the, the building truck. in the bin truck. I mean, the fact that no one batted an eyelid at the bin truck driving straight for the hangar. The people who were on the lookout. It's a bin truck. It'll be fine. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And then, we, of course, we get the, the one last shot where the uh, mastermind of the whole criminal gang comes back for one last shot. Yeah. And Will Smith pumps him with about six bullets. Yeah. And then once they're killed, what happens? Which always happens in a Bruckheimer film. You pull slowly away, go up in the air as the romantic couple are walking around and the injured one's walking away. Brilliant. But slightly before that, though, what did you get? So, so Will, so, so there's just, there's Will Smith, there's Martin Lawrence, there's Tilioni, there's the bad guy. Will Smith kills the bad guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's like 28 police cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. A yeah. helicopter. Oh, yeah. Where the hell were you guys when, when they oh, were yeah. chasing him down, when when you were actually needed? I no, know. wait until it's all done. Wait until Will Smith's yeah. killed everyone. Everybody's dead. All they're actually doing is collecting Martin and Will. They're all dead, Dave. Exactly. Crazy, but crazy, crazy. Go. But it is. So it's, it's formulaic. There's no getting away from yeah. it. It's very 90s formulaic as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, in, it's from the 90s. Pages. No one's got mobile phones. Everyone's got a pager. Yeah, I know. Um, However, having said that, I did really enjoy it. I do agree with you that the representation of women could have been um, a little bit more varied, perhaps. Why? But I did quite like the fact that they were all actually quite strong women. I will give it that. Yeah, no, no, no. To be fair, yeah, they they were, you know, like even the the prostitute that was his friend. Yeah, she was a strong... in a gym, she was quite... She was boxing, she was kind of a strong sort of woman. Ah, which brings me on to something that I found uh, somewhat confusing. Go on. Um, So Max was the name of Will Smith's friend who gets killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The prostitute that gets killed. Um, so she, he said, keep your eye out because, you know, these guys yeah. will surface somewhere. Party, yeah. yeah. So she then gets a job at this p- 
well, we find out it's Eddie's party. Eddie's one-man party. Go on, Eddie. Um, and she says, well, I can't go because I'm, I'm spending the afternoon with my uh, flatmate, who's not a prostitute, Julie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. Just take her along. Yeah, okay, yeah, I will. Take her along. Now, He's on speedballs. He won't know. He, yeah. Now, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a very bad friend and, and, and everyone can have their own opinion on this. Friends, let me know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't care how you make your living, Max. I'm not coming with you <laughs> to basically your work because yeah. because one of two things is probably going to happen. Number one, you're going to go and do your work. What am I going to do? Just sit and listen to you having sex with this man? Or two, they're going to assume that I'm in your line of work as well, and I'm going to be in a very very awkward situation, borderline maybe dangerous. I mean, to be honest. Her madam, which incidentally yes. loved her, yeah. the way she sat amongst her billowing sheets in her white negligee. She had such sec- sexy bed, bed yeah, attire. Amazing. It made my uh, baggy t-shirt. and Shit pimp. Have to say, no one sends one girl no, on their own well, Judy- into a apparent party at a hotel with a lunatic who's been phoning every two hours. And she knows she's on drugs. I want yeah. someone. I want someone. Mm. You just don't do it. No. No. Apart from anything else, if you're a good pimp, you turn up because you know he's going to have a lot of drugs around. And then when he passes out, you can take all these drugs as well. Thirdly, heroin in the US must be a wholly different bag to heroin in the UK. What do you mean? Okay. so I don't know anything about heroin in the UK, well, Brian. Well, <laughs> I don't believe that the people who shot this film have no experience of drugs either directly or indirectly. It's Hollywood. I'm sure they've exactly. heard of drugs, yes. So why is a guy snorting heroin? Never heard of that. Did he snort it, did he? Uh, yeah, he was mm. snorting it okay. through a rolled up 20 or whatever it was. And like acting all hyped, hepped up. Now, watch Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. After they've done heroin, <laughs> does anyone act all giddy like they're on coke? No, but that's Scotland. No. It's very different. Uh, I'm very sorry, different vibe. But, but as most people know, if you went through the amount of apparently white powdered beautiful heroin that he had in that big silver package mm, that he'd got his way through he would have been dead mm. he would have puked everywhere he would have shat himself he would have been dead it would have been far more the toilet scene from train spotting <laughs> than this is al capone's sweet <laughs> it would have been like don't know eddie i'll be honest with you not sure uh simpson brookheimer michael bay were going for any sort of realism here at i this point. think they were just making sure that if anyone looked at that they were like oh they clearly don't know what <laughs> they clearly have yeah. no idea what's going on okay let me give you um a few facts about the film yes please do so i think you mentioned in the clues uh it was a budget of 19 million yeah but it made 141 million this made a lot of money. But I'm not surprised. Wasn't necessarily received that critically well. And no. I think I think for the reasons of it being incredibly formulaic, etc. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. absolutely stomped it at the box office, which I think just goes to show, ultimately, people are there for the ride. They just want a good, entertaining story. Yeah. They want stars, which let's face it, particularly Will Smith came across brilliantly in this. They both came across brilliantly. Yeah. But in terms of a superstar i think this was will smith's kind of breakout moment oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think the scene um when they kidnap tia leone and he ends up chasing the car through the streets with his yeah. shirt open yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and his chest out i think that's kind of been cited as will smith's real real kind of superstar breakthrough moment obviously he was already the fresh prince yeah but in terms of vaulting him to the person that he is now i think that scene has kind of been yeah um 
said to to be the one. In terms of award nominations, again, I think you mentioned in the clues that they were both um, nominated at the MTV Movie Awards for Best On-Screen Duo. Yeah, I mean, they should have been. That was they were really good. They together. they were brilliant. Now a little I little bit too Murtagh Riggs at the time. Even Martin Lawrence was Murtagh. Yeah, right. He had the family everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerdy yeah. kid. They take the fun out of me. Is he's got everything to deal with. His yeah, kids are always, always trying to have sex with his wife, but there's never any time to do it. Yeah. And then you got the loose cannon, yeah. self-proclaimed. Yeah. Will Smith, who's clearly Riggs. Yeah. Who's Definitely. Like cool and comes in and knows the wife a bit too well, and you know, what I mean, it was all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That formula. Very, 100%. very, very kind of, yeah, almost yeah. lifted from that. Um, but they lost uh, Best On Screen Duo to Chris Farley and David Spade in Tommy Boy. You see, I love Tommy Boy. I, I haven't think seen gra- Tommy Boy. Oh, have you not? No. Great film. I think you have. I, I have you probably just don't remember it. No, I've never seen it. Okay, really good film. Really enjoyed it. But no, no. I'm you, on you, you, I don't know. Oh. But then I think the thing, what I love about this um, film, Bad Boys, is... It really doesn't matter what colour the main two, what skin colour the main mm-hmm. two characters are, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was about two black detectives without it being, all yes. being portrayed in this very kind of street urban way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it wasn't America, about America the fact they were black. carried it, away it was, with them, yeah. yeah, being from very hard backgrounds and all this. And actually one of them's quite rich and... You know, the other's a family man and they're just detectives. And actually, you didn't think about it, which I think is really important. Yeah, exactly. Um, quite rich, very rich. Boy had a trust fund. Well, I don't know, yeah. Well, I'm He just, got left with money. Anyway. I'm just saying he had money. I mean, how he wasn't the first person they suspected when all this heroin went missing and the one who drives the Porsche <laughs> into work every day. Well, they all mm. knew he was a rich boy. Cause, yeah, Because there was a whole sort of scene about that. Um Finishing off the awards facts, yeah. uh, it was also nominated at the MTV Movie Awards for Best Action Sequence for that shootout airplane hangar scene at the end. Yeah. Lost out to Braveheart. Oh, okay. Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson trumped them there. Um, All right, well done, Mel. Yeah, so lost out to two very white films, I'm going to say, so far. Um, and then Grammy, um, Best Song Written for a Motion Picture. Um, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds for Someone to Love. Unfortunately, right. lost out to Vanessa Williams for Colours of the Wind in Pocahontas. Wow. Very different vibe yeah. of film, Slightly I feel there. Films. But there you go. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say, which ties into the whole formula and, and your uh, passion, passion for um, the masculinity of this film, Michael Bay. Yeah. Now this Hero. was this was his first feature directorial debut. Wow, okay. Before this he Good has job. done a raft of music videos and um. when I say raft I mean raft. Check out IMDb for the amount of music video credits this man has. It's Okay. extreme. Um so clearly he knew, he knew what he was doing. But yeah. you could kind of see that influence, couldn't you, in um a lot of the shots and a lot of the the editing on this is so yeah. fast. There was moments where I just thought, I'm not actually sure what's happening. I'll just but, yeah, wait until it slows down a bit. Thing as well. Whenever there's a fight, there has to be water, smoke or fire and loads of different shots. So you can't tell what's happening because otherwise you'd see two really older men fighting <laughs> stunt very doubles. slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought moments of it did feel like a music video, not necessarily in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the way that he was kind of shooting the cars, it almost it felt also very kind of like a very flash um, advert. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but what I did love about it was the fact that he um, had all these kind of shots of Miami and the skyline and all these different kind of looks. Yeah. And everything was so incredibly orange and brown. It felt hot. Now, it's a hot day today when we're recording this, but that just made me feel like even hotter. It had that yeah. kind of, it was like the heat was kind of emanating off the screen and it all felt a little bit sleazy. I, I agree because I wrote that down actually. I, I really it. loved the fact that everything day was that kind of orangey colour mm, mm. and everything night was blue. Yeah, kind of neony. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, sleazy, but yeah. at the same time, like, yeah, hot. And then yeah. at night, you've got the coolness. And yeah. Blue, oh, it was cool. Yeah. But like that. quite music video, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, kind yeah. of like in that really sort of cool. way. Um, I need to talk to you about a character in this film Go on. who will forever remain in my heart. Go on. Chet. Ah, Chet, yes. I loved Chet. So Chet is Mike's concierge. Yeah. And so when Marcus arrives pretending to be Mike, Chet obviously knows him. And they have this great little bit of banter where he Chet sees that he's got Tia Leone with him and assumes that basically he's having an affair and he's using Mike's place as like a pickup joint. And I just thought the guy was brilliant. He was like, oh, yeah, okay, I see see what's going on here. And then basically he's like, how's the wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he gives him a little bit of money. Oh, yeah. And how are the kids? You know, family's so important. And he's basically just getting what he can out of it. And I loved him. Um, And then when he says, oh, um, I'm just going to be 30 seconds or something. Oh, no, he goes up. He does it. He takes Tia Leone up there. And then he comes back down within like less than a minute. Yeah. And Chet's just like, ah, quick in and out. You're one of those guys. I know. Give Chet a medal. I loved him. He also offered to go and sit and guard outside the door because he had a magazine. It was fine. He could do that. Yeah. I love Chet. You see? You see, Sinead's got great characters. Talking to characters. Captain. where, Where did you see him? I'm not sure. Where did I see him? Oh, my God. They've got to be careful he's, of that captain. He's very familiar. Yeah. Oh, is he a corrupt person? He's the double-crosser from The Matrix. Oh, is he? He's the one who double-crosses him in The Matrix. Oh. He's the one who wants to yes. be put back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember his name. He has yet. the dinner, the, yeah. the, the yeah. dinner with uh, Morpheus. Or, yeah. Yeah, he's, he has the dinner with yeah. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Says, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back in, yeah. <gasps> There you go. Oh, I knew he looked familiar, but I wasn't there quite... There he is. Beware. Beware. Beware that man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just... Yeah, I would have loved a bit more Chet, to be honest with you. Does he make it into the sequel? I've no idea. Oh. Well... But the good news is, the goatee beard became king in that film, didn't it? The goatee beard? Yeah. Became king in that film. Will had a goatee beard. Martin had a goatee beard. Most of the bad guys had goatee beards. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I must admit, was I wasn't... a lot of goatee beards I wasn't looking that there. closely at facial hair, to be honest goatee with you. Goatee beards were very important. Well, again, it was the 90s, wasn't it? A lot of big oversized shirts going on as well. Yes. Oversized was the fashion. Yeah, exactly. A lot of big uh, bracelets as well. Big, big everything. Yeah. Basically, the 90s equals big everything. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Damn straight. Con- contamination of evidence. This is something else I'd like to bring up. Go ahead. So, when... Mike and Marcus head off to try and understand or, uh, you know, figure out this crime. Yeah. They end up at the rather ostentatious house of the guy that put the ventilation system. Correct. Which they figured out this is how the criminals got in. So maybe he knows something. Yeah. They they turn up at his place. Ventilation business obviously pays well. Yeah. Uh, and find him dead, quite brutally murdered. Yes, they do. They then proceed to not call it in or get forensics out just to walk in, completely contaminate the scene, touch the yep. body, touch the evidence, walk everywhere, prod around, 
that's not very professional, is it? No, these were 90s cops. These are cops that are prepared to fire a gun into a crowd. Again, very... To try and kill their guy. Okay. I love it. I love it. Talking of crowds... Crowd. Oh, come on. I think I know what the you're going to say. The nightclub. Oh, okay, go on. Come on, the nightclub. Club Hell. Club the Hell Club. Hell or Hell Club. That appeared to have... Um, sort of effigies of people's bodies covered in silver foil straight, hanging from the ceiling. I had, I just thought, right, because, you know, it had that and it had this sort of like old building and it had these sexy, sexy women dancing. Oh, yeah, more more scantily clad ladies. Virtually yeah. nothing on the bar. And, yeah. and it just made me laugh, not because of that, but because I thought, what if you did a UK town version of that. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, right, you think that's what a nightclub's going to be like. You're going to walk in, it's all going to be sexy people <laughs> and it's going to be like drugs and booze and it's going to be great and everyone's going to be having a great time. And they, I mean, compare it to Manhattan <laughs> my local town when I was growing up. Then you turn up, they're playing Sweet Caroline. Yeah, <laughs> Sweet Caroline. The bar wouldn't be able to hold most of the women in there, let alone them dance on it. The floor's slightly Everyone's sticky. hammered. There's someone puking. There's fights breaking out everywhere. The VIP area that you always assumed would be like the VIP area in Hell Club. Mm-hmm. No, it was just a rope in one <laughs> corner where someone's On sat. the one sofa. Yeah. They still had to go to the bar. They still had to come back. Well, I'll be honest with you, Brian. You know, growing up in Swindon, we, you know, we had nah, clubs, we had revolving bars, we had it all. Yeah, but you didn't have Hell Club. But and we if didn't you have did, Club. damn it, I wish I'd have grown up in Swindon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I can't I can't say it was quite and like Did Hell anyone Club. pull a gun in the middle of the club? Probably, no. I wouldn't savage. like to comment on that at all because I was there, but I saw Probably big nothing. silver packets of heroin everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it? in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, and talking to bathrooms, yeah. the way they try and kill Martin Lawrence, one of my biggest fears, have been strangled with a plastic bag over your head. That's one of your biggest fears? <gasps> Imagine that. Imagine. No, no. Can't breathe. It, you can't. Oh, horrible. That would be horrendous, but I didn't know that was one of your biggest fears. Well, no, I don't think about it every day, but oh. like if I'm going to be killed. that's that, You don't want to go that way. Jesus, no. Um, Mind you, I can't think of many ways I do want to go. Having your nuts bit off by a Laplander, getting caught in the gears of a combine. Oh what film is that from, people? Mm, there you go. What is that from? Ah, there you go. Naked Gun. So, okay. while we're in that corner, why don't we do our new little segment called Nerd Alert? I love a bit of trivia. You do. Is this my time to shine? Go for it. Polish my badge. Um, not in front of you. <laughs> not with everyone watching. Come on. Um, shall I tell you a bit about the alternate cast for this film, bro? Go for it. This is your time. This is your moment. Originally, um, the idea of this film started out at Disney. Of course. Exactly. Uh, it was called Bulletproof Hearts, and it was going to star Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. I mean, perfect. Yeah, right? that would have been a very different film. Um, Sony ended up buying it for three million. Wow. And they wanted to have Arsenio Hall as Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah, Michael Bay wasn't keen on that idea. No. Um, could see the potential in Will Smith and the fact that, you know, he could go kind of megastar. Yeah. So brought in Will Smith. Nice. Arsenio Hall, I think, turned it down um, and has said that he regrets doing that. Well, I can imagine. <laughs> Having but... seen what the film go on went on to do. Um, and in the role of Julie that went to Tia Leone... Yeah. Um, Marissa Tamai was um, 
put forward as a potential. So we could have had, and I could see that. Yeah, she's like, a reasons um, favourite. So she's a reasons favourite. Yeah, she is. So she's yeah. a, she's, a, she's a hot favourite. I'll happily here. watch her in anything. <laughs> no problem. Um, Michael Bay wasn't that happy with the script for the film. Okay, I can understand that. Um, and apparently on the DVD extras, he spends a lot of time talking about the finances and the budget and the lack of money he was basically given. I think he wanted more. Well, do you know what? If someone wants to give me 20 million for a film, gonna, I'll make three of these for you. You're going to make it work. Typical man, he wants more. Yeah. Um, apparently they were given 10K for a rewrite, but I think he still wasn't particularly happy with the script. So um, actually going into the film, he had Will Smith and Martin Lawrence improvise a lot of the stuff okay, well, that kind of goes on between them. Um, the, the the two bitches in the sea um, oh, yeah. conversation near the yeah. beginning, that was all apparently improvised. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of, of you know, the yeah, banter. The jokes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of the banter that kind of goes between them. Cool. Um, a lot of profanity in this film. Yeah. Do you like the fact I use the word profanity? I do. I do. It makes me feel quite fancy. Fancy. Um, so apparently uh, Michael Bay's mother, Harriet, yeah. shout out to Harriet, uh, was not happy, was not happy with the amount of F words right. and, and the and right. the amount of swear words in this film. So in that first scene yeah. where we meet um, Mike and Marcus, he apparently cut out quite a lot of the swearing from it. Nice. Now, now the the trivia I found was that he cut it from eighteen to approximately twelve. Right. I did a little tally at the beginning of this film. Oh my god! I counted seven shits, six f words, four mother f words, um, she and made too scared to say the word fuck on a podcast, and two shiny dicks. I didn't so, see any shiny dicks. So I think he needs to go back and recount those because I think he wasn't quite right. Okay. I th- I think there was more going on there. Well, look. We'll probably see him later at the barbecue, so we just tell him then. Yeah, maybe we'll re- re-watch it again and get a proper accurate number for yeah, him. Because okay. Harriet probably, you know, wants to double-check this. Oh, I should imagine she would. Uh, also on the budget um, point, the end fight, fight scene. Yeah. Um, 25k that cost, and Michael Bay ended up putting his own money for it. Why? Because the studio didn't want to give him any more and he really wanted this scene. I think it's it's particularly the bit where the um, bad guys get like blown into the air and then all the money is on fire. And that only cost 25 grand? I don't know. I can't get the exact precision on this. Um, but yeah, it's obviously maybe part of that scene. I don't know. But he paid for it and he paid the crew overtime. And then when the film made so much, the studio apparently reimbursed him later on. Okay, fair enough. Well, thank you very much for those uh, trivia facts. You're very welcome, Brian. I would like now to discuss one thing in this film that has come up in another favourite of mine. Go on. Wheelchair basketball team. Oh, that's what I thought you were going to mention earlier. I mean, my God. I wet myself when I saw that. They're brilliant. I mean, the fact I've never seen so many wheelchair basketball teams. There's one in San Francisco. (laughs) There's one in Miami. So if I'm remembering correctly, we saw this in The Rock, did we not? Correct. (laughs) But it was a much more realised scene in The Rock. Oh, yes. (laughs) Whereas this was just a very quick, they were outside a shop, got bundled out of the way. And and was The Rock Michael Bay as well? Yeah, I believe so. So the man's obsessed. It's definitely Simpson Bruckheim. Yeah, so they're they're obsessed with wheelchair basketball. I love it. Wheelchair basketball, it's the future, people. What, what is this? I don't know. It's just great. And also, this film had one of my favourite songs of all time ever in it. It's Me Against the World. Brilliant. Absolutely oh, brilliant. Is that a Will Smith song? No. Oh. 
No, not at all. Because I, I felt like there was a little bit of that, maybe I don't know the song. No, yeah, there is a little bit of it. It's me against the world. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I just assume, I think I just assumed that was Will Smith. No, 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 it's Tupac. Ah, okay. Very, yeah, very so, different. Very well, different. Slowly, you know. <laughs> very different act. But um, anyway, one of my favourite, favourite songs, and I absolutely loved it. It was a great album, actually, for this. Great album for this film. God, this is going to score highly with you, isn't it? Well, it'll be up there. So why don't we discuss those scores? The scores on... The Doors. The Doors. For us on the VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. So, Sinead, as the viewer, because I am the viewee in this situation, or the podcastee, you're the podcaster. (laughs) Right. No, I'm the podcaster, you're the podcastee. Okay. I don't know, I'm confused. (laughs) But, Sinead, what score are you giving bad boys? Or nasty chien. No, that's, <laughs> that's nasty dogs. Anyway, what are you score are you giving bad boys? I am giving bad boys a very strong. Go on. Three point five VHS tapes. Woly, holy, moly, schmoly, goly, woly. And what? To clarify, that is mainly for the Will Smith Martin Lawrence combo. That's amazing. Because I think if if yeah, that is what, for me, that is what makes the film. Come on, that's amazing scoring for you. Yeah, I know, it's pretty high, How right? How high would it have got if I hadn't put you off with all that masculine crap? Well, actually, yeah, I should be knocking... Okay, too late. So, my score... <laughs> Rude. My score is, this is a brilliant film. This is a phenomenal, excellent Wonderful! You can see how 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 much I love this film. You know how much I love this film. This is a great film. Four and a half VHS tapes done. Are you kidding me? Done. I'm done. Four point five. I'm done. It would have got four because there are some glitches. But come on, Will Smith and Martin, Martin Lawrence basically makes it for me. He's just a genius. Yes, yeah, he's, he's, he's a very funny he's man. A genius. And I loved it, and I thought it was great, and I thought it was a lot of sexy ladies and a lot of guns and a lot of fighting. And I'm going to go through the list again. I know it's it it's going to tumble, Brian. I'm going to be deducting points if you carry on with this nonsense. So in total, we've got eight VHS tapes. Yeah, cash it in while you and can. And now, in my excitement, I have to think of reasons to dump Sinead. I would like also, while you're thinking oh, of reasons, um, talking about the comedy value of Martin Lawrence. Yes, when they get the the incarcerated criminal to look up Eddie's um on the computer they oh, look up yeah, his yeah, file yeah, 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 yeah. and and this guy is I, I don't know this I don't know he was a basketball player or, or was he just standing on a box I don't I know because he was towering over Will Smith who I don't yeah. think is particularly short no. um but he's towering over both of them and Martin Lawrence basically abuses him to get on with hacking into the computer file yeah, yeah. and he sort of looks <laughs> he looks up at him and just this high shot of Martin Lawrence just like looking up yeah yeah absolutely hilarious there's a lot there's a lot of good funny moments in this film there are a hell of a lot of Really, really good moment. And for those that want to know, in that bathroom scene where Martin Lawrence is being attacked, oh, yeah. um, the urinals are very full oh, of piss. piss. It's brilliant. That's exactly as they would be in a nightclub. Very dehydrated clientele was my thought, <laughs> because that is some dark looking pee. I love it. Um, Gatorade and Coca-Cola, if anybody wants to know how to mix up some good dehydrated looking pee. Gatorade and Coca-Cola. Not the blue Gatorade. Presumably not. Okay, cool. But, you know, 
if yeah. that's what you're going for. Exactly. If you have, if you have a Barocca, let's face it, that oh, your pee's it. coming out yeah, orange. Yeah, that'll do it. High vis. So, Sinead, I'm going to move on very quickly onto the reasons to dump you. You'll be glad to hear, because of your excellent scoring, mm-hmm. you've done quite well. I mean, I've got reasons to dump you, but that's different. Not for this week. So, I've only really got two. One and a half, really. Probably only one. Um, the The main one is, you seem to have an issue with me enjoying my masculinity. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. No, I've got a problem with you saying things like sexy ladies. That's what I've got. <laughs> that's what I've got a problem with. But when I was talking about all these masculinity tropes, mm, you had a look on you. <laughs> I didn't like it. So there's one. And, um, and then the second one is one I've raised with you before. Now, oh, here we go. During watching a film, oh. <laughs> don't ask me questions about the film. I don't think I did that. Yeah, she did. Oh no, I might have. I might have. Yeah. I yeah, she did. Mm. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think maybe my mind drifted and I missed something. Yeah, I mean, it was something I was thinking. Why didn't they just kill her in the car? Which I agree. <gasps> oh yeah, that wasn't a question. That was a statement of, of no. Of that's sense. a question. Why don't no, they just kill her in the car? It was a rhetorical question in my defence. Okay. But my point was the 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 criminals kidnapped Leone because she was yeah, witness yeah. to the crime yeah. and run away with her. Yeah. As, as hostage, why not just put a bullet in the woman's head, dump her on the floor and run away? I, it didn't make any sense. No, I agree with that. However, you asked the question too early because then two things later, they explained it. He was going to keep her for four days until he'd done his deal so they wouldn't go after him. I'll be honest, you're lucky that that didn't happen a lot more in this film because I had a lot of questions that got answered about two minutes later. Another one, as a quick example, was the truck with the uh, combustible... Um, ether in it right i was literally before they explained that that was used to cut the heroin yeah i was about to say why why have they got a truck full of ether i don't understand. well it doesn't make any sense why they took it to the nightclub and sat outside with it no i was but going to ask go. that i was also going to ask why have they gone to the hell club and then a minute later will smith said oh this is where uh yeah. this is where the the criminal guy on parole is working oh, I, okay. I would like you to thank you for backing up my reason <laughs> yeah but I, no 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 the guys on this podcast have now witnessed how many questions on average you will fire I didn't, at me. I didn't actually ask any of those. I only asked the why didn't they kill Tilioni one. And that was a rhetorical, I repeat, rhetorical question. Argumentative. I rest my case. Number three. <laughs> that was reasons to dump you and that was bad boys. Thank you so much for listening. And especially through Brian's 22 point. <laughs> yeah if anyone wants a copy Intro. of that list any uh, people out there just let me know I'm happy to give it no thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed it please go and subscribe and rate your the podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast please and do. you can follow us on Instagram for lots of lovely lovely content at reasons underscore pod and don't forget the old favourite word of mouth is worth ten in the hand you got all the catchphrases, haven't you? I have, haven't I? So get on out there, guys, and start shouting in the streets. Yeah, Reasons Pod. Yeah, Reasons Pod. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that won't get you shut down no, quick, will not it? not at all. Right, let's go watch Bad Boys 2 then. Cool. All right, see you later. Bye.